Support for this episode of 9 to Thrive HR is brought to you by PeopleFluent. PeopleFluent redefines talent management with an innovative talent engagement cloud that is built around people, not HR processes. To learn more, please visit www.peoplefluent.com. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us on another episode of 9 to Thrive HR, a podcast produced by HCI where we discuss some of the most pressing issues facing talent management today and help surface ideas and solutions to those problems by speaking to experts and practitioners in the field. My name is Randy Kenny, and I'm your host for today. I'm joined by AJ Patel, Talent Acquisition Strategy Architect at PeopleFluent. Now let's get started with a little more about you, AJ. Can you tell our podcast listeners some more about yourself? Sure, Randy. So um, basically, I joined PeopleFluent uh, recently as a strategy architect. Um, what I do there is um, I actually work with our clients to really map out kind of a short-term and long-term strategy. So what are some kind of low-hanging fruit that you can attack now? And what's your future vision for two, three, five years down the road? Um, before that, I was actually director of talent acquisition for Advanced Auto Parts, um, led teams of recruiters that focused on um, store management, um, and sales positions. Also had a team that focused on all of our different systems, so ATS, assessments, um, all of those sorts of activities, and then also a strategy team as well. Um, before that, I was with Home Depot and HD Supply, um, where I was a project manager in HR and led different implementations, including the ATS and LMS. Well, thanks for being here, AJ. And you recently presented on an HCI webcast where you talked about high-volume hiring. So let's chat about that a little more. High-volume hiring presents a very particular challenge for organizations. Even the sheer number of applications can overwhelm hiring teams. How can recruiters craft job descriptions that appeal to the right candidates? Yeah, that's a great question. And actually, we touched on this a little bit on the webinar. Um, basically, in a lot of companies, we kind of just take what the HR job description is in our HR system, and we feel like we can just post that. Um, But we really have to think about that completely different. Um, An HR job description is not a job posting. Um, So some of the things we have to think about are what's going to be visually appealing to a candidate, right? And most times that's a nice, clean, bulleted list, right, of what those requirements are, what those activities are that you're looking for um, in that position. Another thing is, is actually transparency. So I know for a lot of companies, that's going to be really hard to do when it comes to pay. Um, but the more you can be transparent um, with candidates and actually just call out, um, even if it's a range, um, what that is right up front, that's going to help with making sure that you're getting the right candidates and you're not having to ask those pay questions um, and then disqualifying candidates when you, know, you could have just done that from the job description. Another thing to think about is if you can embed video into your job descriptions, right? So they're now not just a bunch of words that a candidate has to go through, um, but maybe it's a simple 15 or 30 second video um, that they can click on, or if they're on their mobile device, they just kind of touch a little thumbnail of that video and it kind of plays them um, what a day in the life would be of this position. Um, And one of the things we had actually touched on in the webinar was these videos they don't have to be overly produced and overly engineered. Candidates just want to know what the job's like. So if that's simply taking a, a webcam or even a mobile phone and just recording a video as you're walking through your facility um, and just talking about what a day in the life of, that's huge, right? And that's really going to tell that candidate right away what they're getting into. 
And quite honestly, that might weed out some candidates that aren't a good fit, but then also really engage the candidates that are. So those are just some simple things that you might be able to do with that traditional job description or that job posting um, to help pull in the right candidates. I'm glad you mentioned leveraging video. I think technology, as far as talent acquisition goes, is constantly changing. In the face of all of this new technology, such as including video in a job description, what are some old school recruiting methods that still work? Yeah, so it's always this kind of this um, this balancing act as technology just gets more and more advanced. um, Sometimes we feel we can rely on that technology and that alone. Um, But recruiting is still a craft and it's an art form. And there's definitely still old school methods that work. Um, One of the best methods that I see is is just using your your everyday experience. So, for instance, if you're a store manager or you're a recruiter and you're out buying a pair of shoes or you're out at a restaurant uh, and you see great service, engage that person. Ask them if they like their job. See if that person might actually be a good fit for a position in your company. So that's just that's completely old school, right? That's recruiting 101, but it still works. Um, Some of the things we actually talked about um, in the webinar, flyers, flyers still work. And it's all about strategic placement of those flyers, right? Think creatively about where you might want to go, wherever your candidates are. Think about laundromats or coffee shops or, um, you know, different organizational clubs, whatever it may be, wherever your candidates are, that's where you should be or you should at least have a flyer or some business cards or something there um, that your candidates can kind of grab. um, And then that can take them to the next step, whether that be visiting your career site, or maybe it's an an email address, whatever it is. Um, But again, those, those flyers can still be very effective. Um, And you couple that with that kind of boots on the ground approach or really hitting your local market and dropping those off in key strategic places can be really successful. And what role would you say assessments play in high-volume hiring? So they can actually play a a vital role. Um, And assessments have really evolved, uh, even over the last five years, into not just these simple kind of yes-no type um, questionnaires where you just get kind of a raw score and you kind of determine whether the candidate passed or failed. But now they're really starting to build out these personality and work profiles of that candidate. So you can really start to get very selective of what kind of profile you want in your organization, right? So when you're starting to build a culture, you might want um, people with specific types of personality. And these assessments can kind of gear you in the right direction of what candidates are going to lean that way. So that's, that's vital when you start to build a culture, especially if you're in the process of changing the culture at your company. You've got to make sure the new hires kind of match what that Um, that new culture is going to be. So assessments can really help you get there. The other thing it does is it kind of takes the subjectiveness out of some of your screening process um, versus say a hiring manager will just say, oh, I I like that person. but can't really give you any concrete reasons why. The assessments can be a lot more concrete and and a lot more consistent, right? So when you look at kind of um, the legal side of it, Um, and kind of risk mitigation, assessments can really help with that because all candidates are going to get the same assessment and they can be graded in the same way. Great. Um, And AJ, to wrap up today, I'm going to ask you for some advice. Uh, What advice would you give our podcast listeners who are looking to become more proactive in their high-volume hiring efforts? 
Yeah, that's a great question, right? And and it's kind of the struggle, especially in high volume, right? And, and one of the things we discussed on the webinar was it's it's like filling a bucket with a bunch of holes in it, right? And no matter how much water you're pouring on the top, it's just, you know, pouring out on every side and you can never seem to actually fill that bucket up. And that's kind of the reactive side of high volume. Uh, and how do we kind of flip that around and actually be proactive? So the first thing is, um, most of your methods are going to need some sort of investment, right? Whether that be human capital and time or monetary investment to, say, print out a bunch of flyers or spend the time to go to some of these organizations and build those contacts. The first thing is try to attach yourself to a business objective. Um, so one of the things we talked about previously was, let's say it's a retail objective of growing store sales by 5%. Well, attach yourself to that objective to say, well, from a Talent Act perspective, here's how I'm going to help drive that 5% because we're going to hire the right candidates um, three or four days earlier in the process than we do today. So those candidates can be in the store producing revenue, right? You can start to build some formulas and start to show some ROI. So then you can kind of get the business buy-in for why you're doing it. And then the next piece is, um, starting to grab some champions out in, in the field. Um, so you can't really do this alone just within the talent acquisition group. You're going to have to have some ownership and some skin in the game from your business partners, right? So really kind of pick out who are your business partners that are a lot more open-minded about trying new things in talent acquisition and who really get it and who really want to own some of the process. Those are the folks you probably want to pair up with first start to think of these out-of-the-box solutions, and you can start to get proactive about finding these candidate pools. And then if you start to see success, those business partners then become champions for you throughout the rest of the organization. AJ, thanks so much for taking the time to join us today and chat about how organizations can get better at their high-volume hiring. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. We'd also like to thank all of you tuning in and encourage you to subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed what you heard. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Smart Radio, and on the YouTube channel HCI Talent. Lastly, one more big thank you goes to People Fluent. Without their generous support, HCI couldn't deliver great content like this. If you're interested in learning more about what we discussed in today's episode, you can find more resources at hci.org. For 9 to Thrive HR and all of HCI, this is Randy Kenny.